0: Have you desired a generation of true Christians? Do your heart hunger for the Word of God and rise in the power of the Holy Spirit? Are you eager to join the Revival Army of God for Kingdom Advancement? Welcome to Agents of Change Podcast, where we work as one and together advance the kingdom. We are Mary asked a very important question. And Mary said to the angel, How can this thing be? Since I do not know a man. This idea that I'm going to get pregnant as a virgin. What is the mechanics of how this is going to work out? You know, it's important to ask the right questions. And so we have been told that we are going to do greater works. And it's our responsibility to ask God how this is going to come about. And of course we have been hearing about all of that since the past two days. That story we read in Mark chapter 9. When the disciples, you know, had gotten back with Jesus into a quiet place. They went and met him. And they asked him, why couldn't we cast out that demon? And I think the problem many times is we don't ask questions. Maybe we have prayed about something and it didn't work and we just leave it at that. And we we segment it to a group of people You know, it say the book of the Acts of the Apostles. So we say, maybe the apostles will be doing the greater works. There are many people who think like that, right? Like, God hasn't called me to that one. But, you know, when we really think about it, that book is actually the Acts of the Believers. Because Philip was not an apostle. Barnabas was not an apostle. Priscilla and Aquila were not apostles. So there were plenty of people in that account of the church history that were not apostles. So if we're, if we're being, you know, pedantic, we would say that's the book of the acts of the believers under the influence of the Holy Spirit. The things that they did under the influence of the Holy Spirit. As the Holy Spirit came upon them, they became other men became other men. So Mary asked the right question. How how will these things be? The disciples asked Jesus the right question. Why couldn't we do this? And you know they got answers. Didn't they? They got answers. Jesus Christ said, well, this type of case, it would not go out except you are living a fasted life. Now, what it says there is except by prayer and fasting. But you know that when you are faced with a situation, you are not going to say, okay, take this demon-possessed child back home, let me go and fast. Is that what you are going to do? So it's talking about the fasted life. The life that is constantly fasting and dealing with the issues that hinder the move of the Holy Spirit. So that when circumstances come that challenge the Holy Spirit, they are ready. And at that point, they can pray. Hallelujah. And sometimes they don't need to pray. Did Jesus pray in that place? The Bible says, first of all, when the child that was possessed saw him, the demon began to convulse. I don't know if you're longing for that kind of life. For me, I keep saying it, my wife would bear witness. I want a fuller Christian experience. Peter and John were going into the temple one day and someone accosted them a beggar. And Peter said to him, Look, we don't have money, but such as we have. Nowadays, we have a lot of money. But we don't have the things that Peter had. We have switched them. Amen. So asking the right question gets us the right answers so that we can come into this thing properly. And so Mary asked the angel, how can this be since I do not know A man. And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. When something overshadows you, that means you are not going to be visible again. Hello? So, when the situation comes, The situation doesn't see you because you have been overshadowed by the Holy Spirit. And then the situation responds to the Holy Spirit and there's only one way it can respond to the Holy Spirit. Is it not so? There's only one way that the situation can respond to the Holy Spirit. Many other people ask questions. Even John, John's father, Zacharias, when the angel came and gave him the promise of God. He said, Whereby shall this thing be? He says, Look, I'm already an old man. Even Elizabeth, she has already gone past the age of childbearing. You know, and maybe in his own case, God saw that if we allow this man to continue to talk, he would derail this thing we're about to do. Because sometimes the confession and the action is not in alignment with the belief. That's what bro Alex was trying to talk about. You know, that there's something in the head that we believe, but it has not migrated into the heart. And that can cause a lot of problems. I'll show you from Scripture. But let's look at a few things before then. Matthew chapter 13, verse 53 to 58. Now, when it came to pass, now it came to pass when Jesus had finished these parables that he departed from there. When he had come to his own country, he taught them in their synagogue and said, Why did this man? He taught them in their synagogue and so they were astonished and said, Why did this man get this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? It's not his mother called Mary and his brothers, James, Joseph, Simon and Judas and his sisters. Are they not all with us? Where then did this man get all these things? So they were offended at him. The simplicity of God's approaches can be offensive to us. Like, why is this thing so simple? I was saying earlier that if the Holy Spirit moves, don't resist him. Some of us think that I need to shake, first of all, before he moves. No, God does his things in simple ways many times. You know, when Naaman went to the prophet and he told him, you know, just go and take a few dips in Jordan. He said, we have rivers in Syria. I expected him to do something dramatic. God is not in the drama. Hello? So these people, you know, they read the biography of the Lord. They said, oh God is not his family members. And they were offended that God will choose to walk by that simple means. But they were asking questions. They were just asking the wrong questions. The importance of asking the right questions. Questions that will lead you ...to taking the right actions. And see what happened there. But Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor, except in his own country and in his own house. Now, he did not do many mighty works there, because of their own belief. Some translations seem to render it as he could not. No. There is no could or couldn't with the Lord. The correct rendition is that he did not. He had the ability. Like Alex had been saying, there is no issue of capacity with God. But he did not do many mighty works there because of their own belief. There is a, there's a rendition of that says, except to heal a few edicts. Jesus came perhaps to heal cancer. But unbelief hindered him. Don't say, well, let me take care of this headache. When we tell God, you know, this approach you are using is too simple. You mean just ordinary folks like us will be able to raise the dead? Yes. Actually, God is interested more in ordinary folks. Why? He says, we carry this treasure in earthen vessels so that it can be clear to everybody that the excellency of the power is of God. You know, if the person looks like he has certain ability, we will be doubting. Is it him? Is it God? But once we know that, ah, this one, no. So that's why God chose that sort of humble place to incarnate. He chose the house of a carpenter. Because, you see, if he had come through Herod's house, We would have thought maybe, you know, there are certain things that go with royalty. So God uses random folks like you and me. And he actually says it in his word. He says that those men, they were men of like passion. If you read in a simple translation, they were ordinary men like us. Ordinary men like us. And so I don't know if you want to go away the same man or you want to go as another man. Because this is available to us. Hallelujah. It is available to us. It says, As many as believe in him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. Does anyone believe in him here? In... John chapter 14. It says, if you don't even believe in me, at least believe the works. And Alex has given us some testimony of some mighty works. If you don't believe the works at least. It says, but blessed are those who haven't seen anything but believe. We will come to that shortly. Amen. And so Jesus responds to that man in Mark chapter 9. Think around verse 23. I like the, the, the response Jesus gave to him. Let me see. I, I should read it in a... Mark chapter 9. I'm reading living Bible. And the demon, verse 22, and the demon often makes him fall into the fire or into water to kill him. Oh, have mercy on us and do something if you can. Jesus responds, if I can. Jesus asked, anything is possible if you have faith. So Jesus responds to him, if I can. Yes, asking me if I can do something. Anything is possible if you have faith. So he basically tosses the ball back into our courts. It's not whether he can there's no question about that. I like that song. It says, Ah, Lord God, thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thy great power. Nothing is too difficult for you. Amen. So it's not dependent on him, it's dependent on you and me. Jesus responds to him, If I can, like, Are you seriously asking if I can? Says you are the one who needs to believe. So what hinders us from believing? What hinders us from believing? Somebody said facts are stubborn things. You know that, right? Facts, they are just there. You, You can't argue with them. And so Those people, they were were laying out the facts. His mother is here with us. We know her. You know, some of them, you know, they even said worse things about his mother. You know that. One one time he was having a conversation with the Pharisees. They said, we were not born out of prostitution. Because they knew that his mother, well, we don't know how she conceived him. So they were saying, we were not born out of, we know our heritage. So the, the, the facts surrounding him was one of the things that hindered them from believing. And for many of us, it is facts that hinder us from believing. Zacharias presented a body of facts. Hmm? In Luke chapter 1. And you can't can't argue with the facts. Luke chapter 1. And Zechariah said to the angel, How shall I know this? He was asking that same question. It says, For I am an old man, and my wife is well advanced in years. You know, there's uh, normal maths. Then there's further maths. And there's advanced mathematics. So, Zacchaeus will say, you know Elizabeth, she's at the advanced level. Her age don't pass. Those were the facts. And facts will always present themselves as a hindrance to belief. I don't know the facts that you're looking at, in your own life. I don't know what they are. Hmm? But I, I, I want us to look at something in verse 13. Something that you know, we will recognize in ourselves many times. Luke chapter 1 verse 13. It says, But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard. And your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son. And you shall call his name John. Now, Zacharias was praying to have a child. But when they came to tell him that you're going to have the child, he said, look, I'm an old man. And my wife is advanced in years. So what was he praying about? Excuse me. Because many of us stand in that place of unbelief. We're constantly praying as we are led. But really, there's no connection. And there's no expectation that the things that we're praying about will come to pass. What the Bible says in the book of James is, let such a man not think that he will receive anything of the Lord. A man who is praying one thing, and expecting another thing. That's a double-minded man. He says, let him not think that he will receive anything from the Lord. So I would say, why is Zacharias praying one thing? And when God sends an angel, look, you know, I've not seen an angel before. I don't know if anyone here has seen an angel. So maybe my, my own doubts can be tolerable. You would assume that if an angel comes to tell you that that thing you are praying about... God has heard your prayer. You would assume that the person would say, Oh, praise the Lord, right? But facts are stubborn things. Acts chapter 12. It's a very interesting story. Again, I and perhaps you would recognize yourself in this story. So, Peter had been arrested and thrown into jail, and God had gone to deliver Peter from jail. And the church had gathered like this and were praying. Now, this is well after. The Pentecost. So people were probably speaking in tongues. Acts chapter 12, verse 13. He knocked at the door in the gate, and a girl named Rhoda came to open it. When she recognized Peter's voice, she was so overjoyed. That she ran back inside to tell everyone that Peter was standing outside in the street. They didn't believe her. You are out of your mind, they said. When she insisted, they decided it must be his angel. They must have killed him. Let me read it to you in King James Version. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. And they said unto her, Thou art mad. Excuse me. The church gathered to pray that God will deliver Peter. Then God delivers Peter. Peter shows up at the door. Rhoda knows that this is Peter. She starts to rejoice with the testimony. Goes to tell the elders in the house. Peter is at the gate. They say, something's wrong with your head. Are you seeing yourself? I'm there too. Unbelief. Something is in the head, but it's not in the heart. I don't know how we can gather and pray for something and completely be disconnected to the reality of it happening. Why are we wasting our time? They said to her, you are mad. And when she insisted, I'm telling you people, it is Peter. They concocted another reality. They said, it is his angel. By now we know he has been killed already. Why are you praying? Like you're praying for someone to be released from jail when in your heart you believe that he has been killed. Does that add up? No, it doesn't add up. Many times the way we relate with God on this matter of faith doesn't add up. We're not able to take him at his word and act on the basis of his word. We know the word, though. Hello? Any of us have many translations? I know there are brethren here who can quote the Greek version. So in, the, in the original Hebrew version, the nomos didaskalos, Yes, but but does it translate into action? Does it translate into action? Let's go back to act. I mean that Luke chapter 1. Look at Mary's response thereafter. You no, know, she asked a question and she got an answer. And what was her response? That's a long form of saying amen. Amen means so shall it be. So Mary simply said, Amen. Are the facts changed? No, the facts had not changed. But until we come to the place where we are able to say amen to what God is saying, the facts will not change. There's a reason why Abraham is called the father of faith. Hmm? Romans chapter 4. I'm reading from verse 18. So when God told Abraham that I would give him a son, who would have many descendants and become a great nation, Abraham believed God, even though such a promise just couldn't come to pass. You know, there's a certain regard you will have for God that your intellect will say, this is not possible, this doesn't make sense. But because you said so, I believe. So he said, Abraham believed God, even though such a promise just couldn't come to pass. There's a portion where it says, Abraham hoped against hope. You know what that means? When it was no longer sensible to be in hope, Abraham was hoping. Verse 19, Verse 19, And because his faith was strong, he didn't worry about the fact that he was too old to be a father at the age of 100. And that Sarah, his wife at 90, was also much too old to have a baby. He didn't worry about what? The facts. He was not ignorant of the facts. He knew all the facts that, look, under normal circumstances, this is not feasible. But what? He did not worry about that. He said, that one will not that concern me. <laughs> God, if you say you want to give an old man a baby, I'm not going to worry about the age of the man. I'm only going to concern myself with what you say you want to do. He didn't worry about the facts. If you read King James Version, it says, He considered not his body, which was dead. Eh? You know, when you're looking at the feasibility of a thing, you will consider many factors. Right? Let me try and break it down. So if you want to maybe go to school, You look, okay, can I afford this? Uh, Can I do that course? You consider many factors. Let's say maybe an art student now. They come and tell him to come and read medicine. You say, ah, what has government got to do with... uh, You consider all those factors. So the factors that were against what God was saying to Abraham, Abraham said, these factors are not under consideration. Put them aside them aside so he didn't worry about the facts why because facts rely on certain conditions to be valid let me try and explain that i'm sure there are many science students here now when you're doing an experiment they'll tell you this experiment is valid under standard temperature And pressure STP. That means if you vary something, that thing will not produce that result. The Holy Spirit is that variant that changes the results that come out of facts. Hallelujah. So when you when you introduce the Holy Spirit into a situation, it's no longer standard temperature and pressure, things have changed. That's why a man can become another man. The facts of who he was before that time have changed. Once the Holy Spirit comes upon him, he is what? Another man. The Bible says, there is therefore now no condemnation for them that are in Christ Jesus. It says, for the law of the spirit of life. In Christ Jesus has set me free from the law of sin and death. The law of sin and death is still operational. The soul that sinned shall die. But another law was introduced. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus and suspends the effect of that other law. Now, in simple terms, they say everything that goes up must come. God for His word to our lives. Have you been blessed by today's message? Then watch out for more episodes to come your way for His words are needed every morning. To know more about us, visit our website at www.moreagentofchange.org and stay connected God bless you.